Boom, we're live. What's up? Ward Wrestling Live. Hey, it has worked today. It didn't work this morning, but it's working now. That's probably because the kids are done with school. So we are live. We have another amazing Florida coach. This will be the 47th Florida coach on the Ward Wrestling Live show. Uh, we've had all, all around the nation, but this is the 47th high school Florida coach. So I know there's a lot more of you out there. Hit me up. Let's do it. But we got Coach Dan Tria of Suncoast High School. Uh, he's been there three years over in Riviera Beach. Uh, in those three years already, a state placer and nine state qualifiers. Huge GPA. They're up over 3.4. He was a 2020 Palm Beach County North Conference Coach of the Year. Uh, he spent six years uh, down in Naples as an assistant. We all know about the Naples program. Uh, hell of a program there. And he's here with us today. Uh, Coach Dan Tria. What's up, my man? Thank you so much. I'm so happy we finally got together. Likewise, Daniel. It's been a pleasure. Let me just, uh, I'm sorry to do this, but let me just correct uh, one little thing. I was at Laley High School in Naples. I probably messed it up in the bio, um, but uh, I was at, at Laley High School in Naples, and I worked with uh, Coach Mark Monica there, and um, he's doing big things now in North Carolina. Nice. Good for him. Well, uh, we we see that all the schools in Naples and the clubs are doing a lot of good things yeah. down there. And then oh, there's got, good uh, wrestling over there. Uh, there's there's a kid. I think he calls himself Montez Montez, who's doing some yeah. clubs down there, and uh, uh, that's awesome, man. Well, I mean, listen. First things first. Uh, I love 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 that you have Brant Parsons' favorite soccer team, Liverpool, over your shoulder. Right I there. He loves Liverpool soccer. Uh, I'm sure he's watching and he's probably thankful that you have his favorite team over your shoulder. Yeah, I mean, Brandt, uh, Brandt's thing is he loves that Liverpool are the champions of England, the champions of Europe, and the champions of the world. And, you know, he's a big Mo Salah fan. And, and so, um, you know, he's, he's thrilled that I have the Liverpool poster right, right there. Right there, Brandt. Right there. Yeah, he must, he must buy you a lot of dinner. <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> yeah. Did he call you and say, "Hey, can you please showcase my favorite, my favorite team?" No, he he doesn't do requests like that. I always like to surprise him, though. <laughs> oh no, this guy's gonna kill me. I'm sorry. I just clicked you into North Florida, Matt. Man, he's gonna get angry and say that you're not in North Florida. <laughs> uh, Shannon, Shannon's a cool dude. He uh, he he loves uh, he loves Liverpool too, actually. Okay, so good. So maybe since you know him and he likes you, he won't uh, <laughs> he won't yell at me. <laughs> no, he, he, he's he, I love Shannon. He's awesome. I mean, the stuff that he's doing in North Florida for for those programs up there is amazing. He he's such a great promoter of the sport, just like just like you are, just like Brandt is. You know, we're as coaches, we're really lucky to have you guys just talking about what we do and and giving our kids a platform to really to really shine. So we appreciate it. It's been fun, man. I, I never expected this, and, uh, and and it's just been fun. I mean, if it were to end today, I feel like I've done my job and got the word out, you know? Oh, uh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> but uh, we're hoping to keep this thing going as long as we can. Yeah. Well, uh, obviously, you're down there at Suncoast. Um, uh, you were over at uh, Laley for a long time. Uh, what what made you make the change, Coach Tria? Well, what happened is Coach Modica, uh, after six years, relocated to North Carolina, 
And for the last three years I was at Laley, I was going back and forth um, from uh, West Palm over to uh, Naples. Um, you know, my, my girlfriend, her and I have been together. Um, she's uh, for more than a decade now. And, um, you know, her, her mom had gotten sick. So I, I come back to the, to the East Coast. But I just love working with Coach Modica. Um, he's very much a mentor. He still is, even though he's in North Carolina. We talk like once a week on the phone. And uh, so I, I just couldn't imagine not coaching with him as long as he was in Florida. And then he moved to North Carolina. And um, I got really lucky that there was an opening at Suncoast. And um, it's just, it, it's been one of the best decisions I ever made was to, uh, was to take over at Suncoast. And, and the school is amazing. The kids are amazing. And I'm just, you know, I'm beyond blessed to be where I am and, and to have had those uh, six years with, uh, with Coach at Laley. That's awesome. And uh, Coach William George says, go Coach Tree, a great guy. Um, oh, he, he's the man. Yeah, he, he was, was so man. awesome to talk to, man. I love talking to him. I talked to him early on. So uh, William George, I'm doing a little better now. I, I kind of got the swing of this. You want to come back on, man, anytime, hit me up, Coach. Uh, Eric Scarborough just said Shannon's thoughts on Saturday this year uh, moved me to tears. Him talking about seniors whose careers ended in the blood round was amazing and unbelievable. Yeah. So uh, Eric Scarborough shouting, shouting your, you guys out there. Uh, thank you, Coach. And again, anytime you want to come on, let's do it. Uh, so, man, I, I know a uh, – first of all, before we get into what you really want to dig into, and this is this COVID situation, um, how have you gone in three years from taking over a program to already having over 20 kids in your program, already having a state place or already having state qualifiers? Uh, what do you think you brought with you and you tweaked just to, to get your program going? Well, I, I think it, it's a few things. First, it's it's the kids. Uh, we, we're really lucky at Suncoast that our kids are, they're hard workers by nature. Uh, our school is a, uh, it's the only uh, fully magnet school in Palm Beach County, and it's uh, very difficult to get into. You have to be, you have to have high, high academics. So our kids come to us already knowing how to work hard. And wrestling is all about hard work. It, it's, it's really, it's the sport. It's, I say it's the only thing in life where what you put into it is equivalent to what you get out of it. And so it's really a unique opportunity. So uh, our kids come to us and they may not be athletically inclined. They may be athletically inclined, but they all have that understanding that in order to be at Suncoast, you have to put in a full, you know, a full day's work. It, it's not easy. Um, the academics that the kids come in with that they talk to me about at practice, I'm like, I, I don't understand. I, I have a pretty good college education, but they'll come in talking about what they're doing in class. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy stuff. And uh, my wife you know, does that to my, my wife does that to my uh, 11 year old sometimes. He'll bring home yeah. math and she's like, what the hell you're doing this already? Yeah. So it's like, so what they're doing already is they have this, they have this already really high level of, uh, of expectation of themselves. They have a really high expectation of how hard they have to work to do things. So um, I always say as coaches that the first thing we are is we're in sales. Um, sports like football and baseball, basketball, they sell themselves because, you know, everyone understands it. But a lot of people, unless you are in wrestling, you don't understand what wrestling uh, takes, what it 
involved and how it and how it um you know really it sets you up for success in life and success sets you up for success on the mat and it's that hard work so the kids come in you know they don't know the basics like a penetration step or you know or, or a stance and what what we focus on is we focus on the basics our our goal is that we want to have our kids have you know proficient in the basics we want to have our kids um you know have great conditioning if, if the conditioning is is good if they understand the basics then we're going to be all right and um i'm also really blessed that i i've managed to put together a team of uh, assistant coaches that really know their craft so I'm, if you don't mind i'm going to shout them out real quick um we have, uh, you know, we have uh, John Capsis. He's been with me since pretty much day one. He's a two-time state champ in uh, Wisconsin from way back in the day in the 50s. Um, and he just, he, he just brings a wealth of knowledge and, and he just kind of cuts through all the, all the stuff and says, hey, coach, this is what we need to do. And he, he's, he's awesome. Um, we have uh, Dan Whitaker. He's, uh, he's my buddy. He's also been there since day one. And he just, he, the stuff he does for us fitness wise is unreal. Um, Jordan Zipkin, he came uh, this year and he's Jordan's, uh, he's perfect for our kids because he's very studious and he understands what the uh, expectations are, what, how we have to get it. He was a division one wrestler and, um, you know, we're bringing on, uh, and Christian Vargas, he's been with us for every former Palm Beach County wrestler, great guy. And same thing, he understands the intensity. And we're bringing on a couple other coaches uh, this year too, uh, because our team's growing bigger, so we want to individualize instruction. So between the kids and the staff that I've been really blessed to have, also with the administration that, you know, every time I've gone to them and said, hey, can we do this or can we do that? They've said, sure, what do, what do you need from us? So um, our success is because it, it doesn't have as much to do with me as much as it has to do with with the uh, with the kids, with the parents, and and with the and with the uh, administration and and the coaches. So it's um, Jurgen Klopp, the coach of Liverpool, talks about the triangle, and the triangle is you have your fans, you have your players, and and you have and you have the club itself. And so for us, I try to bring that triangle to what we're doing, and and really. You know, I, I just look at it as I've been really lucky and, uh, and you know, and I just try to every day just try to work as hard on my end as a coach to match what these kids are willing to do. And, and that's why we've attracted a bunch of kids. That's why we had six state qualifiers this past year is just because the, the bedrock of our program is hard work. And, and do you, that's awesome. And congratulations. And um, do you Thank think you. that Brant Parsons used that, uses that triangle in his in his business methods because Brand told, from, told me about it from Liverpool. <laughs> Brand told me about it. He said, oh. Hey, check out, check out Jurgen Klopp's uh, coaching philosophy. You'll love it. Uh. <laughs> he said it's much better than Arsene Wenger's. Yes. Uh, he's probably throwing stuff at the TV right now. <laughs> uh, it's pretty funny. So um, if I say something about Ohio state, he's going to lose it. So I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> you know, with their fake national title. I believe it's fake too. I apologize. I love you, Brant, but I've got the U right on my arm here. Yes. There's a big ibis right there. And he's yes. stepping on the neck of that gator and he's cracking the spear in half. I had an artist do it and tattoo it. No one's got it but me. And uh, there we go. Is. So 
Yes, as I do love some wrestlers that are on Ohio State's program. Me too, me too, absolutely. And I do love some of them dearly. I still do not believe that they won that national title, but I have to say it might be the best football game I've ever watched in my life. Unreal. It was unreal. Yes, and I was in the Orange Bowl as a kid for three Notre Dame-Miami games. I was in the Orange Bowl as a kid for – um, Oklahoma games for Penn State games so yeah I've seen some uh, some good ones and uh, that one definitely me had had me standing on my bed <laughs> oh yeah oh it was wild and look at the running backs that were in that game even the I think the third string was Clinton Portis yeah that's it's wild it's, it's wild how how deep those teams were yes please bring them back <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like it well, so FHSAA met today. I'm sure Brant would be able to tell us more about this. I saw, uh, I saw his post and everything earlier. Um, but they kind of stuck to their guns and stuck to the August 24th date. Um, I'm kind of dumb to all this, as as you know. Uh, what does that mean for wrestling? Well, I don't know what it means for wrestling. I know what it means for me and how I plan. And and so what I what I have said to my kids from from go, I actually had a we actually did a, a meeting today, a virtual meeting. Is uh, we, we're just we're just going to work on on being ready on November. 9th. I believe November 9th is the first day of the season. We're just going to work on being ready. Um, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how this thing is going to change. How this thing is going to. I mean, hopefully the curve goes down. Hopefully in in by November we're we're looking like you know we have a much better. Uh, situation, but if you had asked me back in in March, like the week after the state tournament, um, what it was going to look like at the end of the summer, I, I never thought we'd still be in this situation. I thought that we would be, you know, things would be a little bit better off. But you can't wish for stuff, and you can't wish and make your plans based on wishes. You have to wish for the best, but plan for the worst. And so far, um, what, what I'm planning on is, you know, that that come November 9th, as is the guidance so far from the FHSAA that, you know, we'll be ready to go. Um, I'm having the kids train individually. We're, we're training, uh, you know, it's all remote training. Um, and frankly, to me, this, as a coach, the way I look at it is I'm going to find out who are the, who are the wrestlers I can depend on to do the right things when no one, when no one's watching them and who are the wrestlers that are, are, you know, not doing what they're supposed to do. Um, we have a uh, somewhat, you know, we have expectations about what they need to do as far as training goes. It's it involves physical training, but you know, we talk a lot at Suncoast about you know we're academically driven, so we have to study. And one of the things that we study is wrestling. So the kids have to they have to watch matches. They have to learn. Um, they have to learn the sport, especially because a lot of our guys uh, they're new. They're first and second year wrestlers. We only have a couple of third year wrestlers that are coming back. So it's, um, it's, it's really a matter of, of learning the sport. And so I can tell you that while we're not practicing, while we're not conditioning together, we're, we're doing stuff on our own. And, you know, they know that they have to be in the best shape of their lives come November 9th, and I'm confident they're going to be there. What do you think? Now we've seen North Carolina make their rule. We've seen Pennsylvania make their rule. We've seen mm -hmm. some states come out and, and, and do what they're doing. But there's a lot of states that have that – have, um, extreme low cases now. There's a lot of states that have started to open up. There's a lot of case, there's a lot of states that 
that are doing well. What do you think has has made most of the country be able to progress and not us as far as the as far as the the, the number of cases, the number of deaths? I mean, it seems like uh, we just haven't been getting it down. I, I think that uh, the biggest the biggest thing is, is to me a lot of things in life come down to leadership and and that not to get political, but you know, if you look at the states that are having trouble, it doesn't matter what political party's in power. What matters is the leadership that, that's, that's in office. So um, two states that have handled it really well are the state I went to college in Massachusetts. They've done a good job. Um, and Vermont is off the charts. Now, people say that Vermont has a, a small population, but, you know, you can have a small, small population and things can explode. It, it you know, that's, you know, we're, we're talking, you know, things that can happen that way. But, you know, they said from day one, we have to have, we have to be responsible, we have to socially distance, we almost, we have to um, go into almost a lockdown of sorts. And while I'm not a scientist, what I can, what I can tell you just by observing um, what's happened in New Zealand, what's happened in Taiwan, where they're having uh, live sports now, where fans are filling the stands, Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, cool. Um, what I was going to say is, is it, we're in a position where I think that we have to bite a bullet for for about six weeks. We have to really test and trace. We have to just uh, flood the zone, and we have to work hard at this. And I think that wrestling, especially, is a sport where we understand uh, the nature of sacrifice. We understand um, doing things that are unpleasant because we're going to get a better reward. And I think that, um, you know, as a coach, it's my responsibility, um, you know, to, to lead that way with my kids. It's my responsibility to say to my kids, you know, this is the sacrifice we're making is going to position us to not be sick, to not be in a position where we're exposed and we expose others. And, and that's just been my guiding philosophy is it, kind of, is rooted in the sport. And I think that, um, you almost have to embrace sacrifice. You have to embrace that there's going to be pain now, but you're going to be better off later. And, you know, to use the old saying, the ounce of prevention is always worth the pound of cure. And, you know, I'm sad that we're still in this position, but we are where we are today. We can't lament what happened yesterday, but we can, we can change how we do things tomorrow. And, and that's my guiding principle. Yeah. And, um, I think I agree. I'm, I mean, my wife has been more on the strict side, so we haven't done anything, gone anywhere. I mean, the kids work out here and yeah. 14 and 11, so they throw each other around a little bit, but um, <laughs> I lifted weights, but nothing really outside of here. Um, but yeah, I just, um, you know, everybody's got an opinion. And if you line up 10 people in this yeah. state, they're going to give you uh, 10 different reasons why they should be open, they shouldn't be open, why yeah. they're out, why they're not out, why the cases are up. It's a it's a hoax, it's not a hoax, it's political, it's not political. Mm -hmm. So uh, I just, I wish everyone can just kind of come to the middle. And yeah, I, I what my, my feeling is, is that if we all, um, if we all just, you know, you know, the thing that's so inspiring about a, a time like, uh, 
like World War II and not that a world war is inspiring, but the way Americans came together uh, during that war um, was amazing. You know, we, we rationed food, we, you know, we sacrificed, you know, there, there's, it was the old uh, argument of guns or butter and, and we chose guns because we had to. Um, as a New Yorker, you know, I, I remember um, vividly being on Long Island, you know, so I'm a Long Islander, uh, after 9-11, I remember how we all came together and, and just that acute feeling. Um, you know, the, the, those few months of just, uh, of just you know, we're, we're all Americans was one of, the, one of the best parts of my, um, you know, as far as being a citizen, one of the best parts of my younger, uh, my younger life. And, but, you know, again, it, it's, it, we come together through tragedy. We come together through uh, shared sacrifice. And, and I think that if we all just kind of bite a bullet, um, that, you know, and we all help each other, we all check in on each other and we all, um, you know, we, you know, I, I, I guess the best way to put it is give, you know, give each other that socially distant support, then we're going to be in a position where, where we can beat this thing. And, and I think especially wrestling, you know, we know more as, about as a sport about what it takes to The best part of um, of our sport, and Gene Patino, he told me, "How do you run a podcast if you don't even wear the pants in your own family, bro?" I <laughs> I, <laughs> I do it with no pants on, my friend. You can't see below my <laughs> below my belly. <laughs> pants are overrated. Yeah. Hey, I'm not afraid to say she's the boss, my man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, the definition uh, of a smart man right there. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> that's a funny one. Thanks, Gene, for the uh, for the dig. I love it. Uh, keep them coming. <laughs> uh, I, it's well-deserved. I deserve it. I do not wear the pants. So my man card is totally thrown out the window right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I, I guess we'll just see where it goes. I, uh, yeah. The big push is to get everybody back on the mat, get all the athletes out in sports again, and where I do believe that that's the best place for kids. Mm -hmm. I just hope we don't do it too quickly. Same here. Um, so, uh, and 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 I think all the coaches that are on the push and who have done some stuff have seemed to do it the proper way. Um, you see the guys Absolutely. on the west coast of Florida; they've been doing some stuff. Some guys in central florida some guys mm -hmm. in the east coast have been doing some stuff and uh it seems like they're uh, they're doing it in small groups and and getting some action and you know hopefully little by little it grows i heard of a tournament up in atlanta that had a not atlanta alabama that had a few hundred kids um and we haven't heard any bad things come out so hopefully everything was done well there and i think that's just baby steps to it it helping right uh, yeah i think that um to me, the key is testing. If we're if we have a robust testing system, then we can get on the mat because we know who who's safe and and who isn't. And and uh, the biggest, the scariest thing to me about this is the asymptomatic nature of, of the spread. So, if it was, um, you know, I, I what I'd love is that if we had a way where we could just like the NBA is succeeding, uh, soccer has has succeeded because they're just testing every day and they're getting the results every day. And, 
so those sports are showing us the way forward. And, and I think that if we can do something like that, you know, you're going to have, you're going to have a lot of people, a lot of parents who are going to be, you know, supportive of getting back on the mat. Um, a lot of kids who are supportive. It, it's just, we got, we got to know who has it and who doesn't. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that um, when I have a discussion with somebody and I say, well, they're, they're checking them, they're checking their temperature, they're doing this. And they're like, yeah, but it could be, it could be 14 days down the road or you don't know, or you could be yeah. tested and you have it tomorrow. And, and I guess that's the, uh, that's the problem. Yes. And Jean, it was very hard to get her to let me do this, but I, but I, I got her permission. And after a couple of weeks, um, she left me alone. I'm, I'm doing okay now. So um, I will ask her for permission to eat dinner tonight and take a shower and also brush my teeth. Um, and, and I hope she lets me do that. <laughs> Again, that's just the mark of an intelligent man right there. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, we've been, I'm 44. We've been together since we were 21. Um, I learned how to say I do. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, thank you, Coach Patino. <laughs> Um, uh, well, well, that's COVID and that's Suncoast High School, right? Uh, is there anything else uh, that you wanted to dig into on that subject? Uh, on which ones, Suncoast or COVID? Because I could, I could just, especially Suncoast, I could talk about for days. Yeah. No, I know that one of the big things you wanted to talk about was kind of what COVID has done yeah. and you wanted to get your opinion out there to other coaches. And yeah, I, I think, um, you know, and just kind of the last thing I'll, I'll leave there with this is, is I just, I've felt since the start of this, that um, if, if I had practice available, if I was able to practice, well, we're not able to practice um, at our school. Um, but if I had, had the ability to um, the kids that are doing the work right now, on their own would be the kids showing up at practice. And, the, and just because I have practice doesn't mean the kids who wouldn't be inclined to work out would all of a sudden, you know, wake up with that yearning to do so. It's, it's so I, I, and plus the six kids that I qualified for the state tournament last year, of the six, only one of them was at the summer workouts and he was only there half time. The others were playing football or, you know, doing, doing things with their family and whatnot. So, um, you know, there is value to it for sure. Um, you know, I would have loved to have gone to camp this year in Georgia. We did that last year, but at the same time, I think that, um, there's always, there's opportunity and difficulty. And the opportunity is, is that the, the kids get to really feel, um, the burden of how, of I, Hey, I have to take ownership and I have to improve. So that's, um, so again, that that's where we are. Or do you think we'll see, I had uh, mindset Mike Moore on. Um, mm -hmm. first off, William George says, go Lemachenko. <laughs> yes, I'm with him. I'm with him. Uh, Mike Moore believes there's going to be the largest separation in wrestling that we've ever seen. Um, not because, you know, are there kids that have been able to sneak out and be in basements and be in garages and be in rooms? Yes. But it's more so, um, the most kids were locked in the house, right? So yeah. for a long period of time, the kids that were in the house working out, lifting weights, running, doing push-ups, doing sit-ups, mm -hmm. are, are going to progress when they get back on the mat. And the kids that decided, well, I'm just going to sit home and, and watch TV the whole time. And so this, this is going to create one of the largest laziness 
things. I forget the how many dedication hard. gap. And um, and he just feels like where when the kids are forced to be on the mat and forced to train and forced mm -hmm. to you know have some sort of discipline, they kind of stay the course, right? Um, but he feels like we're just going to see this huge. We're going to see the the kids that weren't doing anything are still doing nothing, but then the kids that were here are now here. And then the kids that were here are still kind of moving on. Do you, do you think that's going to, and I hope I'm making sense here. Do you think that's. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. I think that um, I'm, I'm a little, I'm going to disagree and I'm going to tell you why. I think that um, regardless, I, I think that the kids who were, who were planning on doing stuff this summer found a way to do stuff. Um, and I'll even say, I'll use my kids as an example. You know, I, I had at about 10 kids that really wanted to go to camp in Georgia. And of those 10 kids, they're all doing something. They're, they're all working out. They, they may not be wrestling, but they're getting in shape. And the thing is, yes, there is value in, in drilling, um, in drilling consistently. There is a lot of value in it, but at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, you know, the biggest thing that determines success or failure in the sport to me has always been fitness. If you're in shape and you can go six minutes and you can stay in a good stance and you're, you're able to keep your head about you, that to me is what is, is where the success comes from. You could know a million moves, but if you can't last past the first period, then having a whole catalog is not going to do much. So there, there is there, I, I understand his perspective, but my perspective is, is that those who are, they're dedicated. I, I call what you're describing the dedication gap. Um, those who are dedicated are finding a way. And that's the name. Uh, sorry. There we go. All right. I was saying that wrestlers are among the most creative people out there and, and they're the people that always find a way to get something accomplished. So what I found is that my kids who were dedicated, they're still doing stuff. The kids, you know, every week I send out a text saying, Hey, who's going to be in, in the, uh, in our meeting. And I say to the kids, you know, Hey, I need to know whether you're going to be there or not. doesn't matter if you're going to be there or not. You need to communicate. Most important thing is that communication. And, you know, about 60% of them re respond one way or the other. And that's, you know, and that's how I trust that they're doing what they're supposed to do. And, and the thing is, I'll learn, uh, I'll learn that, you know, if they're doing what they're doing. But, you know, for example, if, you know, we're always going to have that dedication gap. And I, I don't think it's going to be massive, but will it be pronounced? It could very well be pronounced. But I, I think that the ones who are going to be dedicated, whether or not they could go to camps and train, they're going to find a way to, to, to get better. And the ones who aren't interested in getting better, it, it does, you could have practice in their backyard. They still won't show up. <laughs> uh, so Gene uh, Patino said, uh, do you see any C-19 cases in your areas? Yeah, I'm in Palm Beach County. Um, we uh, we have uh, we have a, a pretty high rate right now. Um, two weeks ago, they tested uh, they released results where they had tested three thousand kids and one thousand came back positive. Um, on a personal note, one of my best friends growing up, a wrestler, his name is uh, Will Getling. Um, he had he's getting over the coronavirus and he's one of the toughest guys I know. And he said this thing just knocked him out 
um, you know, that it was, it was real, real hard. And so for Will to say that, that, you know, that, that, again, that imparts the realism of it uh, onto me. And, and we have, you know, so here in Palm Beach County, we, we are dealing with it. Um, yeah, and, um, I can't say much for the county because I don't, I'm not really looking at that. I mean, we can all look at the same things, Gene, yeah. as far as the newspaper and social media, but on a personal note, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I know uh, 11 people uh, that have had mm -hmm. it um, personally. So, um, you know, I guess you could say, uh, yeah, that's 11 more than I wish had it, or you could say yeah. only 11 yeah. had it I, either way, but whatever way you want to look at the glass of water, but, uh, and, and that's just me knowing them. I, I haven't tried to, to reach out beyond that. Um, but I kind of, uh, mm -hmm. I kind of just see the same sets everyone else is. Um, but yeah, so it, he said, so kids, so you see kids getting it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do. I, I do. Um, I, and, and here's, here's my thoughts on that. I don't want to get too into it because, you know, number one, I'm not a scientist, but I, you know, we, we found that, you know, again, the county released the results saying one third of the kids they tested had, ha, you know, were positive for it. Now, the degree of, the degree of, of, um, of the severity of the illness, of course, can vary, but um, one of the things that kids especially deal with is we don't know they have underlying conditions until they met until those conditions manifest it's it's the thing about kids is that they're so resilient and they're so um impervious in a way us adults are not um it, it, that you know for example with uh with kids who have heart conditions um that end up having heat stroke or passing out um at Laley, we had a situation where a couple years before i start before i started there they had a kid uh die on the on the football practice field turned out he had a heart condition. You, you don't know it until it manifests itself. And with well, a lot of these. Uh, you know, and, and thank God he said it's SoCal. Uh, no kids he knows of yeah. have had it. That's why he's asking. But thank God, Gene, I hope you don't find any kids that have it. I hope yeah. no one, that's the goal. So I'm glad that where you are, nobody's got it. Cause that's. Yeah. I'm also worried. I'm also Florida's worried. Florida's diverse uh, down there in Dade, Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach County. Yeah. Got huge. Not that SoCal's not diverse. I know they are. Uh, but mm -hmm. it seems like that South Florida to Palm Beach County just gets a lot of vacationers, a lot of people coming in, a lot of people coming down there, ships docking, boats docking. So. And we're also very tight clustered, too. Um, and we're, you know, we are um, our metro area, these three counties. Anything yet? Got you now. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry about that. I don't care. It makes it more fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I lean into it, so I'm good. Yeah. Um, I was just saying that that we're densely populated down here, and and that definitely adds another wrinkle to it. And um, but you know, the thing that I'm really worried about um, as far as kids getting it is you know, especially reading about Eduardo uh, Rodriguez of the Red Sox, is these lingering conditions of the heart and the lungs and i just that to me is the worry i just, i hope that this is stuff that can resolve itself eventually um but again you know you, you have kids daniel and it, it's that that to me is scarier than the actual disease that if they recover 
that their heart for the rest for for who knows is, is you know could be affected yeah and um and that's and that's probably why my wife's been on the fence you know um or well strongly hooked onto the fence <laughs> and, uh, that's cool all right man well let's do these 10 questions all right and, and get get going here man thank you so much by the way it's an honor to talk to you uh, Brent oh, told well, me that the this pleasure, is pleasure and honor is mine. I, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here with you. And it's been fun. And uh, I, I'm sure he loves that you have his favorite team over your shoulder still. So that's a good thing there. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised that he hasn't blown me up. I'm looking at my phone and he hasn't blown me up. So, <laughs> um, you know, he uh, might be waiting, but, you know, I, I. Yeah, he'll hit you up when we get off. Well, yeah. burgers or wings? Burgers all day. I, I am the one person in the world who uh, I don't think the chicken wing is real food. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Summer camps or summer clubs? Um, ooh, that's a good question. I'm going to go camps and I'm going to say this because you have the opportunity at camps to, to learn from some exceptional clinicians and you can bring them into a club, but there's just something about traveling to a camp with your team where everyone really bonds that you, you can't you can't get that any other way <laughs> Goog says circus <laughs> uh, all right ziti or bow ties oh gee well i'm italian and i make the best baked ziti in the world so there you go <laughs> chicken parm or veal parm oh geez see these are the Tough questions. Um, I'll tell you what, I make a great chicken parm, but it's, it's veal. I got to do the veal. <laughs> My son's making chicken parm tonight. That's probably why I thought about it. Yeah, that's a good question. You go with your pizza, you go pepperoni or sausage? Or, or as you Italians say, the sausage. Yeah, the sausage. See, um, <laughs> let's see. Mi voglio il. Salsiccia. Salsiccia. Thank yeah. you, Gene. Yeah, that's, uh, Italian for for, uh, that's Italian for I want the, I, I, I want the sausage. Thank you, Gene, for the kind comments. Uh, I appreciate it. He said great podcast. So awesome. Uh, off season, do you do you push freestyle or Greco? Um, both. I, you know, I, I love exposing kids to it because, you know, if we just do folk style all year, I know that um, I know that, for example, um, you know, at Lake Highland, they're, they're just folk style year round. And he has the track record that definitely backs up that idea. But I find that with my kids, uh, just changing it up a little bit really hooks them in and really kind of keeps the keeps the, keeps the freshness uh, to them. So and I, 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 I don't think, know to not to correct you, but I know that during the spring at CFWA after the season, they go into freestyle. Oh, okay. So that's, that um, from the end of season till uh, I think I think it was like Disney Duels. Okay. Um, they do freestyle because. Uh, yeah. All right. My mistake. I I, I could have sworn it was uh, but, the other way around, but, but I, I'm go back I'm to folk lot, style because they they I'm do um, lot, so. they do the freestyle up through up through um, Fargo. Okay. And, and, um, when that quarter ends and they go back to folk style. Okay. Yeah. Now are you asking if I prefer freestyle or Greco? Um, 
I, I, I prefer freestyle. I like the shooting. Yeah. And not to correct, I only know because my kid is in the club. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're fine. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, I remember his mom saying, you're going to let him do freestyle. And I'm like, he'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Greco. They won't kill him. Yeah. <laughs> uh where were we we just go off on paths here so that's guys. fine you know that's fine we are we are a marching band to destination unknown <laughs> we go we go tacos or burritos oh, oh gee. man you're asking the good questions all right <laughs> let me qualify this answer if the taco is a soft shell taco i will go taco but if it's hard shell versus a burrito um, I'm going to go with the burrito. And if we are, and if I'm going to give a shout out to Tacos Al Carbone in Lake Worth, um, best uh, burrito al pastor out there. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, Goog said, no idea how circus came up. I meant to say, great job, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a circus here, too, Goog. Yeah, man. Uh, I am a circus, so this is how it is. Um, <laughs> What are we doing next here? Oh, uh, Naples or Riviera Beach? Oh, boy. Well, look, um, I, Naples was my um, where I got educated and learned how to coach. I really, you know, I, I became a much better classroom teacher also when I was in Naples. So it has a special place in my heart. But um, uh, just I, 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 I've been so blessed to be in, in, in uh, with Suncoast and Riviera and Palm Beach County. I, I can't imagine. Imagine being anywhere else. And uh, Brant said he believes this was the first year at CFWA. Um, I know that um, I've only been there one one season, and I came after the spring session last year. And but he ha Daniel had a friend in the spring session that said they were only doing freestyle. So maybe they started last year, Brant. I don't know. I could be totally wrong. Again, the only reason I know anything about them is that's where my kid trains. So yeah. <laughs> Everyone oh, else in wrestling knows more than I do. He hasn't commented on Liverpool yet. I know he's he's very passionate about the subject. He is, I, he is passionate about Liverpool. That's what you say, but he 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 is passionate about CFWA also. So good for him. Um, last one: If you're a Florida guy, this is in your blood. Pub subs or pub fried chicken? Yeah. Did you hear me? He is. Are you there? Okay. Well, I'm a, I, I'm a trans. I hear you. I hear you. You're good. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm here. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? All right. So I've been in Florida 13 years. I moved down here in, in 2007. And let me tell you, here's, here's my order. Okay. I go to, go to the deli counter, say whole public sub on whole wheat, oil and vinegar on the bread, provolone, and then we do spinach, tomato, onions, and olives. That's, that's the sandwich. That no is, meat. What's that? No meat. No, Italian. It's oh, Italian. Italian. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I must have missed Italian. that part. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yes. it's, yeah. You're detecting a theme here. <laughs> Anything yes. Italian. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. My kids yeah, love so, the, uh, my kids love the chicken tender sub. Yeah. I, you know, it, it just doesn't do it for me the way the Italian does. I mean, growing up in New York around the delis and everything like that, the, you know, the Italian sub was, that was the thing. And um, Publix, I mean, 
Boar's Head cold cuts are good, and I grew up on Boar's Head, but Publix cold cuts are sneaky good. So I got to tell you, know. you, it's always been my thing, too. People think I'm crazy, but whenever I go, I always say Publix because I just think it's better. Yeah, it, it is. It, it, they're good cold cuts. I mean, I... I, I always I, I grew up going to the de- you know the deli counter in the store you know I grew up going to delis um, you know and and these cold cuts are they stand up to to any yeah and and I was very happy to see Wawa come down here yeah no that that was uh, that was a welcome addition and uh, <laughs> you know and and bringing the amoroso bringing those amoroso rolls is welcome yeah <laughs> oh, yeah man I gotta I, I guess I gotta go fill my moves. <laughs> i guess i'm hungry <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> well man again this has been just so much fun i love doing these uh thank you so much for coming on it's an honor you know keep kicking life's ass my man and, and having a good time and as i tell everybody uh when my wife gives me my pants back mr patino i'll be out and about to come to meet everybody <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, it was an absolute pleasure and an honor. Thank you so much for having me on. And, and I really appreciate um, really appreciate your time and appreciate all that you're doing to, to promote our sport. I love it. And go Liverpool. Hey, yeah, you'll never walk alone, Brant. <laughs> uh, see you, man. All right.